Welcome to this episode of Catchy Knowledge, where we want more than just fishy knowledge, we want catchy knowledge. Today, I will be talking to a guy named Pete Brigan, who likes mountain biking, hunting, and fishing. He lives in Winona, Minnesota, right along the Great Mississippi River. You might be asking how I met Pete. My uncle Brandon is a fire captain in Winona with Pete, who is also a firefighter. Pete knows a lot about ice fishing, and I can't wait to get started. Today, I'd like to welcome Mr. Pete Brigand to this episode of Catching Knowledge. Welcome, Pete. All right, let's get started. How did you get started with fishing? Well, I probably got started the way most people do, going out as a kid with my, my dad and siblings, probably catching panfish, you know, the simple stuff that, that kids learn how to do when you're younger. You go out with grandma, and so just kind of going out with, with uh, different people I knew growing up cool what's your favorite fish to fish for i guess walleyes probably i live right on the mississippi river so you can catch them year round out there doesn't matter if it's this time of the year in december or if it's um, february march um, all summer long they just move to different places based off the time of the year you can ignore the noise in the background, everyone. Pete works at a fire station. The other guys are out on call. The call came out right as I was getting on show with you. I thought for sure it was going to be us, but it wasn't. <laughs> it must be at the other fire station. Yep. Which one are you at? The big one or the small one? Uh, the, the good one. The small one. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to fish? In the water, usually. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'd probably say the Mississippi River because I live next to it, and there's so many different species of fish there that you can go out and catch a bunch of different fish any time of the year, any day of the year. doesn't matter what the weather is, and you can always catch fish out there. Did you grow up in Winona fishing, or did you start somewhere else? Well, I grew up about uh, half an hour from Winona in Wisconsin. So the closest thing that we had was probably Trumbull, Wisconsin, which is also on the Mississippi River. So we did a lot of fishing down in that area. And then also Lake Onalaska, which is kind of a backwater of the Mississippi down by Onalaska, Wisconsin. Nice. We went ice fishing together. Here in Nebraska, where I live, there's a rule you can't ever drive out on rivers or lakes. I think it's different up in Minnesota, isn't it? It is. I haven't ever heard of such a rule because everywhere I've lived, whether it be Wisconsin or Minnesota, once the ice is thick enough, you can drive on it, provided that it's not a body of water that prohibits motor vehicles because there are certain areas that might be a refuge or wildlife area that you can't even take a boat on or a motorized boat anyway. You also wouldn't be able to, to drive in those areas in the winter, but everywhere else you can. How thick does it have to be? There's kind of different guidelines out there, but for me to drive my pickup truck out there, there's got to be at least 12 inches of good, clear, solid ice. The lake by my house doesn't have much for current or any springs or anything going through it. So usually the ice out there is pretty consistent. Once there's a foot or more of ice, it's pretty much the same thickness throughout the lake. But if you're on a 
body of water that has current, there might be thinner spots or some danger areas or ice heaves on bigger bodies of water. So you got to kind of know the, the body of the water and you, know, you always test it, go out and drill some holes, see how thick the ice is. And if you don't know the body of water, usually you're kind of hesitant to drive on it. What's an ice heave? I've never heard of it. So as the lake or waterway freezes, the ice actually spans when it freezes. So if you have a big lake, like Lake Malax, for instance, which is a couple hours from Winona, where it's miles and miles across the lake, when that ice forms, it breaks and heaves up and creates a heave. And wherever you have a heave like that, it's obviously a weak spot. And they do build temporary bridges to drive over ice heaves. But those are always places to be careful because the ice has been compromised by heaving together. What else do you do to stay safe while ice fishing? Right now is the time of year when we're all itching to go out and ice fish. It's been rather warm recently, so we don't really have a whole lot of ice yet. There are a couple of places where people have been out, and they were out last week. I haven't been out yet. Last week we did our ice water rescue training, and I was out on an inch and a half of ice, and I had to jump up and down quite a bit to break even an inch and a half to fall through wearing a Mustang suit, so I was protected but if I was out ice fishing and I wasn't in protective gear one thing I do is I always take a spud bar with which is like a just a long bar with a chisel end on it and you can strike the ice if it goes through with one swing the ice is too thin if you get a little bit of water coming up through the hole that you chipped it's usually about three inches of ice which is safe to walk on so Earlier in the season like this, you always chisel your way out, hit with your chisel every other step, and just if you get to a spot where there's thinner ice and your chisel goes right through, you just back off the way you came. You can also have, I forget what they're called, but they're like picks that go in the sleeves of your jacket. So if you were to fall through, you could grab a hold of those picks and jab them into the ice and pull yourself back up onto the ice because it's pretty slippery once you once you fall in. And then they also make ice fishing apparel or suits that bibs and jackets that float now too. So that's another thing that you can do. And then just checking the ice thickness when you're drilling holes. And if it is thinner early in the season, don't have all your buddies sitting around real close because it creates a weak spot in the ice when you have too much weight in one, one area. And just dress for the weather. Let people know where you're going in case something did happen. They know where you went out fishing. If something did happen to you, they'd know where to look for you. Because if they can see a set of tracks going out but no tracks coming back, they know that, you, that you're still out there. Back to those safety things. Have you ever had to use those? I'm pretty sure we're called ice picks. I, I have, but just in training for the fire department. We train so that if somebody does fall through, and hopefully it's not me because that'd be embarrassing for me to have to be rescued by my friends here at the station. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've used, them, I've used them in training scenarios, and they do work pretty well. And also, back to that thing you said you use while you're training, what's it called? A Mustang suit? Yeah, they're actually hanging back in the dryer right now. But yeah, so it's a waterproof, insulated suit that has attached gloves and attached hoods. The only thing sticking out is your face. It zips up and it zips right up to the side of your cheek. So your face can get wet, but the rest of you is nice and toasty warm. And the first time you ever do it where you walk off the ice intentionally, 
it's kind of unnerving because it goes against everything that you've ever thought. Like you always stay away from the open water, but when you're wearing that suit and you walk off and you fall into the water, then you're like, oh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> what do you think the draw is to ice fishing? Well, for me, it's something that I did as a kid. Part of it's the social aspect and something you can do, get outside in the winter. I like it because you can fish so many different techniques through the ice. Take your all your buddies out and go out and hang out and you can catch fish or not catch fish and still have a good time. And it's just, just something to get out and do in the winter. What are some of the techniques for ice fishing? There's lots of different ways from your basic jigging with a, a small jig pole, just a shorter fishing pole. And you can use a bobber or you can use a spring bobber on your, on your pole. Little tiny jigs and catch panfish. You can you can jig for perch or walleyes or just about any type of fish. You just use different baits and lures. You can use tip-ups where you just set a line and then when the fish comes by and takes your bait, the flag goes up and set the hook on them and, and pull them back hand over hand. There's tip downs, which are another way for more finicky fish. If you want to not make a lot of noise on the ice, tip downs are pretty effective. There's rattle reels. There's there's all sorts of ways you can catch fish through the ice. You gotta go? No, that's just the other guys coming back. Am I going to get you in trouble if I found out you were doing this? No, just as long as you don't tell your Uncle Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any favorite fishing stories or experiences? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to sum them up in individual stories. I guess just different trips that I've taken with different people kind of come to mind. I went to Canada once when I was 15 with my dad and brother and some other people from the town I grew up in. That's one of those trips that I'll, I'll never forget. We caught a lot of fish. I go up to Lake of the Woods, which is on the Minnesota-Canada border every year with my in-laws, and we catch a lot of fish and make memories and and we have something to talk about the whole rest of the year when we're not out ice fishing. I went out to Lake Michigan yesterday. I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning and drove to my buddy's house, and we hooked up his boat and drove all the way across Wisconsin to get to Lake Michigan, fished all day, and then I got home at 10.30 last night, and we only caught three, three lake trout. It was kind of a tough day, but we still had fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I caught my biggest northern pike ever when i was ice fishing with you yeah that was fun that was on a tip up so that was one of the one of the techniques how big was that one you caught when i went ice fishing with you it was 38 and a quarter inches the ultimate goal would be to catch a 40 incher so if you come back this year hopefully she'll be 40 inches yeah that was pretty big i told all my friends it was 48 but it's a fish story. It was going to happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they even know what a northern pike is? Most of them don't. Okay. See, you're safe then. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any tips or tricks you like to use while fishing? This could be like an, a, a technique or a piece of equipment maybe. One thing I got really good at this year was jigging for walleyes. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can either just do a vertical vertical jigging off the side of the boat and just let the boat float down with the current or with the wind. 
or you can cast the jig out a ways, let it hit the bottom, and then just work it back towards the boat if you anchor the boat in a specific spot. And I got really good at it this year, so I started catching walleyes in places where I haven't ever been able to catch them before. So it's not that they weren't there before, it's just I wasn't very good at catching them. So that's probably one of my most recent favorite techniques is to jig fish. You like to tip these jigs with like a plastic or... If you do, what kind of plastic, or you, do you do them with live bait? I do I do some of each. It kind of depends on time of year. Sometimes they're a little bit more finicky, and they don't, they don't hit the plastics as much. Or if you're fishing where there's a lot of small ones, and you're using live bait, every time you get a bite, you end up losing your bait. So you have to constantly rebait. I've found that I probably catch more fish with live bait, but if you get proficient at plastics, you can outfish because you don't have to spend all the time rebaiting every time you have a bite. And you tend to catch bigger fish with plastics, or at least I do. But there are so many different ones that you can use. You can use like a jerk minnow, which mimics more of like your live bait. Or if you use like a paddle tails, there's a bee fishing tackle makes a some moxie tail. And I use those quite a bit and they, they come in a ton of stuff different colors and i don't know that color usually makes that much difference some guys really play into the color thing and i i think if the fish are able to see it based off the water clarity i don't think the colors is big of a deal yeah do you have any advice for me as a young fisherman sure we have to go out fishing though can't give you all the secrets I'd say try different things. Find out what you like to fish for. Figure out what presentations and techniques work for you. Try different bodies of water. So I'd say just, you know, try try different things and figure out what, what you really enjoy and have fun doing it. Yeah, I've tried some different things and I've come to a conclusion that one of the best things for karate is jigging small tubes around rocks. Yeah, and they, they like... They like brush piles too. So, crappies like deep basins. They like being up in the in the flooded timber. Anywhere there's a lot of bait fish to to be had because they eat a lot of minnows. I heard you like to fish for walleye. Do you know what a Lindy rig is? I sure do. I've got a whole bunch of them. Been around for a long time. Yeah. I am hoping to have Al Lindner on this podcast eventually. My grandma is cousins with his wife. Well, that would be pretty neat. He could tell you a lot more than I could because he's been fishing a lot longer than I have. And I, I do watch his show too. Here's some rapid fire questions. We should be quick. Live baits or artificial baits? Live. Hard baits or soft baits? Soft. Worms or minnows as bait? Minnows. What's your favorite season to fish? All of them. Favorite fish to eat? Walleyes, probably. All right, on to our last question. If you could go anywhere in the world, what would your dream catch be? Ah, probably, probably deep sea fishing. I went to Hawaii a couple years ago. We went out on a charter. We had really bad luck because the weather was bad, and so we had really big rollers out there and we all got kind of sick and didn't catch any fish so i'd like to go back there catch a big swordfish or whatever you can catch down there yeah who wouldn't want to go to hawaii anywhere else not lake michigan because i spent the whole day trying to go there yesterday (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd say probably back to Canada again too to fish for for walleyes and northerns since I haven't been there for a long time and I only was truly in Canada one time when I was 15 years old so do you mean like for boundary waters or like farther into Canada farther in you know it could be a fly-in trip or a drive-in but somewhere further north and you know probably be something where you know if I could if I could go with my dad and my my brother you know that would really be the the key to go and make some more memories with them since it's been a long time since we were up there together thanks for taking the time to talk oh you're welcome i'm looking forward to ice fishing with you in december yeah i am too let me know when you're heading this way that wraps up today's episode i'd like to give a big shout out to pete for being on the podcast Maybe you'd consider leaving a rating or even writing a review. That's it for this episode of Catching Knowledge, where we want more than just fishing knowledge, we want catching knowledge.